0: Is it that up? What is good people? Welcome back to another episode of the Unvalued Football Show. I am your host, Tony Foké. I'm the depressed Tony Foké today. No, I'm joking. I'm not the depressed, but we move. Let's get straight into it. Another round, another round week of Premier League action. I had the Manchester derby to talk about. Liverpool winning, Chelsea winning, Arsenal winning today as well. But let's start off with the Manchester derby. Ended 4-1. Uh, I stopped after the fourth goal to be fair the derby ended 4-1 to manchester city a game of two halves really um city were the better side throughout the game united looked pretty decent in the first half you know especially after the sancho goal a good goal for jaden sancho on his return back to city um when that sancho goal went in as a neutral you would have been like yeah united kind of deserved the goal they've been playing some pretty decent stuff however city got another goal with just ricochets in the box and then the second half just may United didn't perform at all didn't even get a shot on target i don't think and so he just literally dominated for 45 minutes and it was just poor from Man united the players gave up after the third one after the Mares deflection but just another poor performance from united and especially in the derby as well as a fan you don't want to see that even if they're a superior team you still got to go for it do you know what i mean as a fan but it was just horrible to, it was horrible to watch a horrible game of football Coming from a Man United perspective, there's just so many things going wrong. I think for City as well, a good win for them. Obviously, Liverpool piled on the pressure with their win at West Ham, which we'll get onto later in the show. But a good win for City, six points still clear, even though Liverpool had that game in hand still. But they're still they're still six points clear at the top of the table, and that's the reason they're champions at the moment with a performance like that. Now, getting on to Man United, um, where can we start? I think the second half was Atrocious, absolutely atrocious. I feel like we've been Man United's issue under Ran. I would say one of the issues under Ranik is the second half performances. Is that Man United try and play with? They've been playing a high intensity. Since Ranik's come in, they've been obviously trying to play a high intensity football and a and a more intense version of the style of football Man United want to play, whatever that is. And the second halves have just not been up to scratch. We've seen it countless amount of times. Second half against Southampton, Man United concede straight away. Second half against Leeds, Man United concede straight away. Second half against Burnley, Man United concede straight straight away. And second half today, Man didn't even get a shot. Didn't even get a shot on goal, or shot on target, and it was just, it was just ridiculous. Um, Man United are going through another. I think we're in the dark ages. I think coming from a Man United fan who's been a fan all my life, I obviously had it good as a kid. I know now that my teenage years, so my teenage years wasn't too bad, but now my pre-adolescent to adult years have been terrible. And May United are in the dark ages at the moment. They're really, the structure of the club is wrong. There's so many things going wrong at the club. I don't know how a team that was supposed to be, listen, we all thought at the start of the season, May United came second, signed Sancho, Varane and Ronaldo, and thinking, okay, they're going for the title. But, oh boy, weren't we wrong? And it just goes to show that if you don't have anyone upstairs in football that is upstairs above the manager that works in football, it's just not going to work. We don't have a structure at the club. Now, the only positive going into this is that one, we all used to blame Edward Wood. Now Edward Wood's gone. Richard Arnold's now our CEO. And the only positive I can think of is Richard Arnold said, you know what? Cool. Unlike Woodward, well, like Woodward, I'm a business guy, right? I do the numbers. That's what I'm good at. Unlike Woodward, I'm not going to bother with footballing stuff because that is not my forte and I'm, is what it is. Let the footballing people do the footballing stuff. So then we signed John Murta as a technical director and then Darren Fletcher as a football director. Couldn't tell you what that is. But then I feel like one of the positives was signing Ralph Ranick. Now, United have looked a better side on the Ranick this season. I'm not saying he's come in and revolutionized everything. He hasn't. But at the same time, there's somewhat of a system, somewhat of a structure that Man United is trying to play. Emphasis on the word somewhat. But one thing I will say is that as a fan and going from where Man United, where they should be and where we are now, is that Ranjik knows we're in the mud. I'm gonna keep it 100. Ranier knows we're in the mud. His press conferences, especially the second half of the press conferences, don't get released on the papers, but get uh, but you'll see like some quotes if you go on like the main United app or whatever. He's very honest, and that's one thing I love about you know uh, Ranić, is like, he's very honest about the situation. the United. He knows we're in the mud, and his job is to. He's like, look, May United do this. Like even the other day, he said, United can't get any more transfers wrong. He said. We've got we've got so many transfers wrong, and clubs do get transfers wrong all the time. Let's let's get it, let's not get it twisted. Klopp doesn't get transfers wrong because he has a system. He knows what players fit his system and he buys accordingly. City can't get transfers wrong because even if they do, they have enough money to just go buy another one and paper over the cracks, and no one really cares about that. Same with Chelsea. That Abramovich, even though Abramovich is now gone or going, Chelsea could still paper over the cracks with just Abramovich. Slapping money into the club the same way they bought Lukaku for 100 million. Chelsea were going to be in enough for we're going to be in for a striker next year. So, but Man United don't do that. They tried to the paper over the cracks, but it just doesn't work. So one thing Ranić has said was like we can't get the we can't get the we need to get the transfers right. We need to have a structure in the club. We need to have the best manager. We need to have the best this. We need to have the best that. Easier said than done. But from a fan, it gives me hope because. He's gonna be the person that saves Man United from themselves. For example, he was already questioned he questioned Mike Phelan's role at the club, he questioned Darren Fletcher's role at the at the club. Man United came out the other day, had a fans for him and said, Oh, this is what Darren Fletcher's been doing, you know, in, in response to Ranger's comments. And it's good to see someone. I think people outside looking in from Man United can all see the issues. But internal, they don't want to see the issues because they feel like we're Man United, we're still the best club in the world, we're going to do it this way and get back to it. But at least now, Ranić, with his six-month interim role and then hopefully two years in a consultancy role, will start to build a structure. That will be our first footballing man above a manager. He will have a say in who the manager is going to be. He will have a say in transfers. He will have a say in the structure of the club. And that is what we need because City have a structure, Liverpool have a structure, Chelsea, Chelsea don't, Chelsea have a structure with Cobham. They have a really good structure with Cobham, but they had a they had a great owner that can paper over their cracks and their and their um, mistakes. I Mainly, I don't have any of that. So the only positive I have going is that we're looking to get Ten Hag Apparently, Poch won't leave this summer apparently he's con- it's not been confirmed yet but apparently he won't leave this summer his contract is till 2023 man united in the next week it is march Man united are starting to look at their new manager now and find a plan for next season listen going forward to the end of the season all man i need to do is just we can't win the champions league let's be honest we're still in there but we can't win it the only positive i have and this is me being really optimistic is that arsenal games in hands are Liverpool, Chelsea. They are three games in hands above, a point above United and three games in hand. The only positive is that their game in hands are Liverpool, Chelsea and Spurs. So I'm not saying they'll lose all of them games, but they could drop points there. Man Utd just had to capitalise, but even still Man Utd still have Liverpool to play, Spurs to play next week, Chelsea to play in a penultimate game of the season, Arsenal away as well. Man Utd still have enough games, it is. And we should have taken our chances with the games that we should have played before, during all those games. It's against Villa, Burnley, Southampton, Wolves, the last season Wolves. We had so many chances to, to gain points, but listen, to wrap up with Man United, because I don't want to go, I can rant all day about the club. It's just that they need to try and just try and get Europe. I don't even want Europa League this season. They, it probably won't happen, but I need to try and get Champions League football. Whether that's just hoping Arsenal drop points and winning as many games as they can or win the Champions League. It's not going to happen, but that's the only thing Mainland like, can hope for. And then next season, get Ten Hag in, get a structuring, get Ranić above the manager and start getting the right players for a right system. Because we know how Liverpool and City are going to play week in week out. Liverpool will travel to any team in the league, and we know what exactly how they're going to play. You don't have that with Man United. We haven't had that with Man United in years, and so we really need a structure. There's players that play today that shouldn't be playing in a Man United shirt. I can't be bothered to name names. There's way too many, and there's players that are not going to be there next season, and there's a lot of players that don't even want to be there now. So it's going to be a massive clear out. I feel like Man United going through rebuilds with Van Gaal, a rebuild with Mourinho, a rebuild with Solskjaer. The reason I feel like this rebuild could work is that because, one, it's not just the manager that's changing, it's people above the manager that's changing as well. And that could be the difference. In modern-day football, you need that nowadays. We're literally one of the only clubs to not have a director of football. Like I feel like that's just ridiculous. Like, how can the, one of the biggest clubs in the world not have a vital role fulfilled in a structure of a team? It's honestly ridiculous. However, I'm not going to rant about it. We'll see what holds... For what what uh, May United's future holds. But let's get on to Liverpool. Liverpool win 1-0 against West Ham. A scrappy win. Sadio Mane with a goal. Piling on the pressure at West Ham. I feel like West Ham are kind of out of the race now. But Liverpool piling on the pressure. It, they didn't even play that well, to be fair. But the best teams find a way to win and get them three, get them three points regardless of what you do and regardless of how you play. So big up to Liverpool there. Chelsea, 4-0 win at, um, 4-0 win at Burnley. Again, Chelsea are not in the title race. They're not in the top four race, but Arsenal are not too far ahead of them if they win their games in hand. But at the same time, I I doubt Chelsea are going to slip into third. I mean, I I doubt Chelsea are going to slip into fourth. I don't see that happening. But who knows? Chelsea are just in the midst of this. Um, Arsenal is a club we should get onto. They won today 3-2 at Vicomage Road. They're now fourth with three games in hand. It is really in Arsenal's hands for this fourth place now. They're fourth with three games in hand. It really is in the. It's there to lose now, especially after this performance. It's really there to lose. Whether they do it or not, that's the thing. I feel like I'm still not convinced of Arsenal because I don't see them beating the big clubs yet. And I feel like if you want to be in the top four, you need to have at least a couple of results against the big clubs, first and foremost secondly i think but the reason i feel like they're getting points is because they beat the teams they need to beat, and as well as beating the top four and the top six and whatever you need to beat the teams around you as well and arsenal are doing that these the even though they had that draw against burnley nil nil at the emirates winning at watford winning at wolves both times the 90th minute winner against wolves things like that you just need to find a way to get the three points and that could be the difference of arsenal making top four Now, Arsenal's, it will be a very good thing for Arteta if he does make top four. Their thing this season was to go for Europe. It wasn't just Champions League because Arsenal were not in Europe this season, so they could have gone with any type of Europe. So the fact that they're away from Champions League football is is good in a sense. Are they ready for Champions League football? I don't think so. But right now, they're in pole position for it. So credit to Arsenal where credit's due. Um, speaking of, there was a debate the other day, I think uh, Mika Richards put in the Daily Mail saying that Liverpool and City are the best teams we've ever seen in the Premier League and I was speaking about it on TalkSport the other day and I said this, I said it and I said no and I'm not saying they're not one of the, I just feel like these teams right now are not the best, I think it's weird to put a four-year dominance between two sides, we well, not even, yeah we'll say four-year dominance between Liverpool and City, even though it's more Man City than Liverpool. But four years in the span of 30 years, I just think is ridiculous. A four-year sample size is ridiculous in comparison to 30 years. We've had teams 3 P I've never seen this Liverpool team 3 P, I've never seen a City team 3 P. They've hit the double, congrats, and Liverpool won the season after, and then it won it again. But there's teams that... United three-peat, three-peated twice in the league. Do you know what I mean? So there's... It's... Now... They're up there. I feel like, and the level they're playing at is ridiculous. I feel like to win, you need as way more points than you do now to win the league. And you need to be performing week in, week out, getting the wins, getting the points. So I do give them respect in that sense. They are definitely one of the best teams we've seen in the Premier League era. But I won't put them as those two as undisputedly the best. Now, I feel like, are they the best Man City and the best Liverpool teams we've seen in the Premier League era? 100%, by all means. But just if we're looking at all the teams in the Premier League era, I I won't put them first and second up there. You you can even put the Invincibles in there somehow. And United from 06, 08, or from the 90s and United as well. So there are many other Premier League teams out there. But that was just a a quick one out of the way. Last but not least, let's look at the bottom half of the table. Newcastle. And I did, say, I did say this about Newcastle. Newcastle was still unbeaten in 2022. I did say this about Newcastle, is that one, they have the money to do it. And two, everyone's like Newcastle going to get relegated. And I knew they weren't because even though they were like second from bottom, all they needed, they had enough money to do it in January. And all they needed was to be better than three teams to avoid relegation. That was Newcastle's thing. If Newcastle got relegated, then yes, by all means. But we're not expecting Newcastle to get top six. We're not even, getting, even expecting them to get in the top half. Their job this season was to avoid relegation. And sorry, if you're the richest club in the world, you can do that in one transfer window. It is not hard. Obviously, even right now, some of the players, like, well, let's say Chris Wood features, Dan Byrne features, and stuff like that. And um, Trippier has helped out. But even still, Eddie Howe's come in and, and has done a good job so far. Will he be the man to take Newcastle to the top? I don't know. But right now, they're, Newcastle are not getting re- relegated. They're too good to get relegated. They were too good in the first place to get relegated. And then they had the money in the takeover and made it easier for themselves. So I'm not surprised by this resurgence. I'm not going to say they're not going to go the whole of un- uh, 2022 unbeaten. But at the same time, we shouldn't be surprised. All they had to do was be better than Watford, Norwich, and let's say Burnley. Burnley might get relegated. What should not, Watford, Norwich, or Burnley, that's all they had to be better than. So really and truly is not that hard. And now you've got Leeds, Everton in there as well. Brentford won the other day, so they're not really in that race. They're not too far, but Leeds, Everton as well are people creeping around that spot. So listen, for those sides, newcastle newcastle's fine they're totally fine and they will continue it's only going to get better for newcastle fans they're going to have another window they're going to get some better players in and we're going to see them in the next five ten years now start competing about how they do it i don't know where where they're going to be competing in the next five ten years but they've got the resources to do it they've got a stupid amount of resources to do it so don't be surprised if you see them up there but anyway as another episode of the undiluted football show you can follow me at TonyFoke on Twitter Instagram, all of that, all of that. Follow Undiluted Media on Twitter or Undiluted Media. No, Undiluted Media One on Twitter or Undiluted Media on Instagram. And thank you for watching another episode. Until next time, people. Sports Social Podcast Network